This is episode 11, Self-Esteem Versus Worth. This is The Path of Imperfection, a podcast for imperfect women and the imperfect men who love them. If you are ready to show how big your brave is and lean into this human experience, join the journey. This is Becky Hennessy, your guide on this path of imperfection. This is the spot where I typically plug you subscribing to my rest stops, which is my form of a newsletter by going to my website, brickstherapy.com and subscribing. But I'm going to take it a step further today. I'm going to challenge you to invite a friend or a family member, some random person at the grocery store, whoever, to subscribe to the rest stop. It's just a little something each week to get your gears turning a little challenge or commitment to keep you engaged on your own path of imperfection. Also going to challenge you to shoot me off an email from time to time or maybe even a text. Let me know what's resonated with you, what you need more of. I want to thank all of you who are already doing that, who are already emailing me, even texting me about what you've needed to hear or what has stuck with you. I appreciate it. I hear it. I read it. I see those comments. Thank you so much. I'm the kind of mom that wants my kiddos to be confident, self-assured, but also humble and kind, which I'm coming to find is a really tricky balance sometimes. My guess is that you're that kind of parent or grown-up too, or else chances are you wouldn't be listening, right? So what I've continued to come up against in not only the quest to find out how to best facilitate a parenting process that can create that in my own kids, but also navigating those own waters for myself is I come up against this idea of self-esteem versus worth. So that's where I'm going to go today because I bet you're coming up against that same stuff too. And so let's talk it through. For me, worth is gospel doctrine. So this is going to be a very gospely episode. It's going to have kind of a gospel feel to it. Try these concepts on that we're going to discuss today and maybe leave me a comment or two. So here is what I have come to learn about self-esteem. Now, a lot of these ideas come from Dr. Kristen Neff, a researcher, the researcher of self-compassion. Self-esteem is about our perceived value of ourself or how much we like ourselves. So Dr. Neff's argument that's based on her research that she has done is that in Western culture specifically, self-esteem is based on how special we are, how out of the ordinary we are, different we are, unique we are, how above average we are. She contests that we have to feel above average to have a high self-esteem or to feel good about ourselves. So the idea is that in order to raise our self-esteem, we run the risk of also raising are narcissistic, self-absorbed thoughts or behaviors because it's all about how above average we are, how special we are, how much better we are than our previous selves or than someone else. Self-esteem is about striving to be better than. It's about comparisons. When we focus on increasing our self-esteem, it can lead up to becoming defensive, closed, and mean towards anybody, really, who says or does something that generates a feeling in us where we feel bad about ourselves or not as good as whomever or whatever. Self-esteem can also create a space where we don't see ourselves accurately because we ignore, avoid, or distort our shortcomings so that we can feel better about ourselves. We justify them. We minimize them. We make them smaller. 
one of the things that I have the hardest time about for myself, for my kids, for the clients I see is that self-esteem is 100% contingent on performance, choices, what you do, what you think, what you feel, or what you say. It's based on perceived successes and perceived failures. Self-esteem can change and it can fluctuate depending on your thoughts or your actions or feelings or choices. Self-esteem is incredibly unpredictable. In my first episode, I scraped just the surface on this idea and this doctrine really of worth. So let's refresh our memories really quick. And then we're going to dive a little bit deeper. Here's how worth is different than self-esteem. Worth is a birthright simply because we are their children. I say there because we are just as much our heavenly mothers as we are our heavenly fathers. Worth is not a reward. It is not a consequence. Worth is infinite. Infinite means cannot be measured, limitless, right? You don't get more if you're good or less if you're bad. Worth just is, just like the infinite atonement. Every single human that has ever been or that is or that ever will be can access the atonement. No limits. The resurrection just is. Every single human that has ever been, ever is, and ever will be gets to get resurrected. When they get resurrected (laughs) depends on our choices, but getting resurrected is going to happen for everybody. No conditions. When I say that worth cannot be measured, I mean that nothing you feel, think, do, or say is going to or can change your worth. Again, it's not about having more or less of it because it cannot be measured. Now, whether you agree or don't doesn't make that doctrine change. It's kind of like gravity in that you can say gravity doesn't exist, but if you jump off a building without a parachute, even if you think gravity is poppycock and garbage, it is still going to affect you. You're still going to go splat. Once you're converted in and believe this doctrine of worth, Satan is dead in the water in a lot of areas. Once you understand this as much as our mortal minds possibly can, perfectionism is out the window. Shame is out the window. Criticism of either yourself or others is out the window. Comparison is out the window. A lot of Satan's tactics and tools become obsolete. So because of that, he is going to lie to you about this. He's going to put question in your mind about this. He's going to take your life experiences and tie them to your worth. Because if he can put a measurement on it, if he can put doubt in anyone's mind about this, all of those tools and many more can begin to operate. Perfectionism starts to operate. Shame, criticism, comparison. And again, many more. Those things begin to operate. Those tools begin to operate. Those weapons really begin to operate. You may be skeptical. And you know what? That's okay. That means I've planted a seed. You may say that what I'm saying is all well and good, but that every time you go down the worth path, you feel awful and you feel worthless because, oh my gosh, what if it's true? What if I don't have it? What if it's conditional? I would venture to say that you're not feeling worthless and awful because you might be or because you are. You're feeling worthless and awful because every time you think you don't have worth, the Holy Ghost is telling you you're wrong. A no. Us going down a wrong path, lies, feel yucky, and they feel awful because they aren't true. You may be on the other side of the fence. You might agree with me 100%, but be saying to yourself, Becky, I get it. And yes, I'm drinking all of that Kool-Aid. But what about all the other people that don't understand my worth? 
What about those folks that think I'm not blank enough, whatever that is, or that treat me like trash or that have hurt me? They don't care about me. They don't know my value. So even if I buy into this doctrine, because that's what it is, y'all, they don't get my value or my worth. I would propose that when others treat us badly, when they don't care about us, when they hurt us or they treat us as though we don't have value, that is more about their relationship with their heavenly parents and the lack of understanding they have about their worth, not what they don't understand about yours. Because here's the thing. Once we fully get this doctrine, by default, we treat others differently. Once we get that worth cannot be measured, no matter what we feel, think, do, or say, we treat everyone well because that same principle, that same doctrine applies to them. Oh, I hear you, you little yap butter. Yeah, but so-and-so seems like they understand worth. In fact, they feel that they have more of it than anybody else. That is not worth. That is self-esteem. And that just proves Dr. Neff's research is right in that self-esteem has the potential to cultivate self-absorbed narcissistic thoughts and behaviors. Those people seem like they think they're the best thing ever and that they're better than everyone else because of increased self-esteem, not because of their understanding of worth. Now, I'm not requiring you to believe me hook, line, and sinker. I'm challenging you to ask about it. Ask father about it. Ask others about it. Start searching for answers about it. This is doctrine. So I know no matter what you find, it'll lead you back to this truth. Doctrine never changes. It's predictable. It's black and it's white. It's one of the reasons why I fancy it so much, to be quite honest. So how do you live this doctrine? How do you apply this idea of worth in your everyday life? How do we apply this in our kiddos' lives? How do you put this into practice? If we all have the same worth without levels, regardless of what we feel, think, do, or say, then we need to choose compassion over pity or judgment, both towards ourselves and towards others. We need to be more compassionate to ourselves and to others. We need to choose empathy over sympathy, fixing, or blame, both towards ourselves and towards others. We need to accept that vulnerability is about courage, not weakness, and share our imperfect human experiences with those who have earned the right to hear them and share with those who the Spirit tells us needs to hear. Dig into this doctrine more. Study the Godhead, the plan of salvation, and the atonement more. That is where worth lies in those doctrines. Don't wait to share these doctrines until you become completely converted. Own that you aren't there yet, but that you want it to be true or that you want to explore it. There's nothing wrong with that. If you already know or find this out for yourself quicker, then pass it on. This doctrine of worth needs to be spread across the globe because this is our protection from the sharpest, most lethal weapons Satan is using. He has seen a lot of success in using these weapons. He is gaining speed in using these weapons. But man, when we know that we have worth, when we believe it more than we don't, he hits a brick wall and he hits it hard. Then it's more about him being on the defense than the offense. This is my missionary work right here. This is one of the main things that I have promised Father I would do and put out there to contribute to the fight. Join with me. 
join in this army that is going to take down perfection and criticism and shame and judgment. If you've downloaded my second chapter of my ebook, Ministering Through Connection, this podcast is a review. There's more meat in my book. This podcast is just the bones. If you haven't downloaded it, go to my website, brickstherapy.com, and either enter your info on the pop-up tab that'll take you to the ebook tab, or just go straight to the ebook tab on my website and click on download. I'm excited. I'm excited that we got to put some words to these truths and that we're brandishing our swords of worth to the adversary. Enjoy the journey. Brave the battle. Big news. I have written a book, an ebook. This is uncharted territory for me, but I'm leaning into what Father has told me to do. So here we go. (laughs) This book is called Ministering Through Connection. You can get a free copy chapter by chapter by going to my website and by clicking on the little pop-up that happens at the bottom middle of the page. Stick with it. I'm still ironing the kinks out of that. But when it pops up and you go to enter your name, if it shifts down a little bit, stay with that pop-up. Put your information in there so that you can get chapter by chapter, ministering through connection. 